Hello, everybody. Clay Smith here, along with my podcast partner, Dr. Richard Zollinger. Hello, Dr. Z. Hey, Clay, how are you doing, man? Hey, everything's good. Everything's good. We're just proud to be a part of this podcast, recurring and entitled Picking and Putting. Picking and Putting. Very obviously, good. our passion about music and golf. And I'm wearing... Man, you are dooted out. Pete <laughs> You are dooted out, man. I'm wearing a Pete Dye hat here just to. Okay, you got your golf design hat on. Yeah, I got my golf design hat on. Uh, my really like nice, it, really well, nice. Each week, hat. I'm continuing to do stories behind the songs, those songs we know and love, the hits from over the years, and uh, you're digging into the trenches of, in the world of golf and coming up with some real gems to share. And uh, gosh, this week. I think, uh, you know, I think back on college days and fraternity parties and one thing and another, and I don't think I went to a fraternity party um, without a girlfriend. And, well, maybe I did. <laughs> but that said, yep. I'll tell you what, if there was a band there or a jukebox or whatever the case may be, you know, one of the great songs that we always heard. You can dance. Yeah, baby. I love that. Save the last dance for me. Little Recorded beat, in 1960 by the Drifters. Really? Ben E. King was the lead singer, and uh, the lyrics were written by uh, Doc Pomus and, uh, gosh, his, uh, his writing partner, Mort Schumann. And uh, you know what? It would have ended up on the B side of a single release had they not appeared on uh, Dick Clark show, American Bandstand. And Dick Clark, he, he put the spin on both sides and he said, guys, you're coming on this show and the B side's the best side. And that saved the last dance for me. And that's what I want you to perform. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Cause like, like, you know, the B side, no, no kid now knows what a B side is. Don't even, they can't imagine what that means. I mean, it used to be, hey, it was vinyl, a 45 in these days, and it had an A side and a B side, and they shipped promotional copies to DJs at radio stations all across the country. And Wolfman. Uh, with their request to spend the A side. Yep. And well, uh, like shoot, Wolfman, man. Wolfman Jack. That's it. That's it. And Dick Clark, man, he said, this is, this is the song. You got to do this. And, uh, hey, man, he was right, as evidenced by the fact that the song went to number one, stayed number one for uh, three weeks in a row. And, I mean, it's been such a song etched in memory. Dolly Parton brought it back years ago, and it was a hit for her. And even Michael Bublé put it on. One his, yeah, one of his most recent albums. So, I mean, the song's been covered many, many times, but the, 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 the kind of the hidden truth about the song that I think is the neatest thing is the fact that the story behind it, um, Doc Pomus wrote it on his wedding day. Wow. And uh, it's one of those things. So, in fact, Lou Reed, you remember Lou Reed? Yep. Crazy guy, man. <laughs> Lou Reed, man. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Lou Reed was in. Little aside. 
<laughs> a little diversion there. Anyway, Lou Reed, he was interviewed and uh, talking about this this great song, and he he said that uh, you know how I many worked he worked alongside Doc Pomus for years, and said during the interview that the lyrics to the song were written on that wedding day, and so you know not many people knew Pomus had polio. Crazy. So Pomus was, um, I mean, he spent most of his time in a wheelchair. Uh, and if not that, certainly on crutches. But uh, on his wedding day, he had to watch his new bride dance with everybody but him. Hence the lyrics, you can dance every dance with the man who gives you the eye. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget who's taking you home. And whose arms you're gonna be? Oh man, what it, what? That's a story, isn't it, man. Isn't it crazy how when you, the research behind these songs is that they're all based on? You know, we always talked about somebody like we said, like uh, Dolly Parton and and, and country yeah. music, and people think of the songs stories. That's but right. All That's songs right. have a story like that, and it's it's a it's amazing. But you, when you next time you hear that song, I mean, you'll think, okay, the writer, he had polio, it was his wedding day, he's sitting in a wheelchair watching his bride dance with everybody, he can't dance. And he but he knows she's going home with him, man. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Save not, the last dance for me. But the key to that is that's not what he's seeing up here. What no he's way. seeing in his head is a vision of her, him and her dancing, and that's Isn't that the truth? All right, on the golf note, what's going on this yeah, week? Well, hey, on the golf note, so I wanted to look into Pete and Alice Die, and you know wow. they, both, they both lived in their nineties. I mean, and uh, par excellence. Oh man, it's it's amazing. They were both. If people didn't know, they were both. He was from uh, uh, Springfield, Ohio, in Urbana, about fifty miles west of Columbus, and she grew up in Indiana. A Hoosier. And, uh, they met. I married a Hoosier. Yeah. Oh, and this is something really, you're really going to love this. Uh, so he was a complete flake. He never did graduate <laughs> from high school. His dad sent him down to Asheville. He went to mm -hmm. Asheville to high school and didn't graduate from there. He got his diploma in 2002. Get away from here. But then he went off to all these colleges. Oh, wow. Finally, he went down to Rollins and he met his wife. Yeah. And she yeah, graduated. Winter Park. Winter Park. Yeah. yeah. And so he met her and I dated uh, a young lady from Rollins once. <laughs> okay, well, I almost went there. that's another story. <laughs> so he he um he met her right after uh the end of World War II. And that's a story. He finished the last 60 days of World War II in in prison uniform at Fort Bragg because he tried to He'd forged, a, he'd forged a pass to get out of free to go to his brother's graduation. But then the war ended and, and it saved his life because he'd have been going to the Pacific. Well, oh anyways, long story short. So yeah. he oh. sent her a telegram right. at, at, to ask her to marry her. And it had one word on it. Groundhog Day. No, <laughs> you're kidding. And she goes, what the hell is that? Oh, well, they got married on 2-2-1950. So they oh, got married on Groundhog Day. And that's just a little sideline. I love it. I love it. So, well, his, his design. She saw his shadow. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I think he probably did. It's oh, wow. he, was, he was a free spirit from the get go. That's great. And, you know, he designed a hundred courses, redesigned twenty four or whatever. And we know, we know. And him everyone I've ever played of his, like I just, he's taken me down, man. <laughs> well, and they have. All this fun stuff, all the things we think about, railroad ties, mounding for spectators, wow. um, monofilament fishing line around lakes to keep the geese out. Um, really? Yeah, he did that, only he did it with Bob Wire, and he did that at Kiowa. Oh, at my. the ocean course. And, uh, yeah. you know, he does TPC sawgrass he designed, he, uh, crooked stick, Unbelievable. Uh, PGA West. And wow. what's interesting is he never he never had a course design. Uh, the greens he never he never drew them out on designs, architectural, whatever. Really, just all up here. They were all up in his head. Wow. And I think the most fascinating piece of information I got out of him, hmm. thinking about it, is historically is he was such an innovator. And we yeah. all think about you know the yeah. the railroad ties, but right he the mounding that came for spectator at the tournament players course he designed that so people could sit on the course at the indianapolis speedway course that was oh, within wow. the, oh my god so that they could watch the race oh wow they tore up the racetrack and for the railroad ties there he used pieces of the old racetrack with tire skid marks on them instead no of way yeah so they had that the coolest thing oh, was god. At Old Marsh Club, which is you know north of West Palm, that you, you, yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah. know, North Palm he, Beach. It was always wet, and so he came up with this idea. He saw it in Popular Mechanics, oh. and so in Popular Mechanics, he came up with the idea. Well, why don't we hook up the drainage to like a sump pump, and then we'll dry out the greens and the traps and stuff. Cool. So he, he came up with this concoction for them. He was the innovator. And he was the innovator, and he took it over yeah. to Seminole at the same time after he'd done it at Old Marsh and said, look how wet they are to here. So, of Good. course, I'm sure Seminole put it in wow. right away. Um, and Old so, Marsh was built in a marsh. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would have never have known about that. And then wow. he, he, he always took little pieces. You know, we all know that Alice, see, she was a great innovator herself. And every time he gets stuck, he'd turn to her. And so wow. when they dug out all the land around 1670. She was a phenomenal player, was she not? Like she was a nine-time um, uh, Indiana amateur champion. Really? Nine times. And, wow. Uh, and then he was he was a great golfer. And another little tip, they were both life insurance salesmen. Both no way. She was, she was unique because after World War II, she was one of the first females to ever sell life insurance. Yeah, agree. And he was real good at it because oh gosh, he could play golf and sell life insurance. Oh my um, god! So then he, the uh, that was their tie in there, yeah. and uh, he in fact, you know, played Nicholas. I think it wow. was, I forget which one. You know, in the fifties, so they came up through the amateur ranks and all that. Yeah, Competed. and so uh, they were both both Pete. Pete Dye and Nicholas were Ohio State junior champions. My gosh. Um, he was the Indiana amateur champion, but he never won it in Ohio. Oh, wow. Um, but that's where they forged their friendship, he and Nicholas. And that was led. And here's another interesting fact, just one more to throw in there, was that uh, they did the design in Harbortown together. And after that, yeah. Jack said, well, you know, he spent so much money coming back and forth that he oh lost money. 
on the design. So, oh my God. Well, he told Pete, I said, I love you to death, but I can't work with you anymore. <laughs> so, but that, but he called Pete when Pete he didn't pay too well. <laughs> oh, well, no. well, he didn't even know what I'm kidding. <laughs> I think a design then was Nicholas said the design then was about forty thousand for a design. Good grief! But he asked. So that's when Nicholas kind of went his own way, and Pete but, was, I mean, in into his own at that point. Well, and, so he was a great innovator, uh, but as as all great people, like and he did whistling straights. I mean, that's where Dustin Johnson oh that knocked track. it into one of his bunkers that had been trodden down by spectators and. Yep. And that was an Alice Dye addition to the design. No way. Yeah, those women, you can't trust them. You know, she got out there and <laughs> she took it. She And, and that was it. That, It'll you know, get you every time, man. <laughs> yeah, and you know the point about that design, though, and that's wow. what you, you and I both got angry about that, was in the real design, their design, that's meant to be a natural area. It was wow. a sand trap, but it was meant to be not. Right. Not raked, not kept up and all that so the fact that he grounded like a waste bunker yes so the fact yeah. that he grounded the club was bogus that they did that to him to it me was. i agreed yeah i, I agreed that would have been dustin's first major i mean wow well, well I, love, I, love the, I love the interlude about the story about the music because that that you know, there's always stories about that, about the success of people and how it was. And well, I mean, Pete saved the last dance for dance for Alice. Sad to see them both gone, but man, what heroes in golf! Well, you know, it's like all that stuff when you live the life that that great and that long. Uh, and he died. He he faded away with Alzheimer's. Wow! And she was still with the program at the end. Hey man, stay with us. We're gonna be here every week. I mean, it's it's this is fun. We're gonna bring you gems from golf. We're gonna bring you the stories behind the songs, and we're gonna have fun doing it. And you guys are our friends out there, so uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and uh, share things that you want to hear and keep in touch. And just remember, you can smile. <laughs> Save the last, Save the last dance for me. <laughs> <laughs>